Hello, and welcome to PW Kids Cast, the children's book podcast from Publishers Weekly. In each episode, we speak with authors and illustrators creating books for children and teens. I'm John Sellers, the children's reviews editor at Publishers Weekly. Today, I'm speaking with Kazu Kibuishi, the author and illustrator of the Amulet series of graphic novels, as well as editor of the Flight and Explorer anthologies, and the creator of the Daisy Cutter graphic novel, among other projects. Most recently, he was tapped to illustrate new covers for paperback editions of J.K. Rowling's iconic Harry Potter books for Scholastic, which is sponsoring this podcast. The new paperbacks will be available in August, both individually and in a box set, as part of Scholastic's celebration of the 15th anniversary of the first Harry Potter book, Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Uh, Kazu, thank you for speaking with me. Oh, thanks for having me here. So it seems like this would be a pretty exciting gig for any artist to get. How did you come to be involved with uh, creating the new covers? Yeah, I, I'm not sure how um, late in the process of, uh, of finding an artist I was brought in, but uh, David uh, reached out to me and asked David Saylor, uh, creative director at Scholastic, and uh, also my um, basically my boss <laughs> on Amulet. He's the one who brought uh, Amulet into into Scholastic as well. Um, he he asked me if I would uh, give this a shot. Um, my initial reaction was uh, one of surprise. I actually didn't think that uh, I was the right fit. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was wondering why I, I would even be asked, but uh, he seemed pretty insistent that I, I give it a shot. So I. I uh, sent in um, some some sample comps of the covers. And were you already fairly familiar with uh, the series? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I, I had read all the books. Um, in fact, actually, I listened to most of the books uh, with, with the Jim Dale audio uh, audiobooks, and I've seen all the films. Uh, obviously, a big fan of the books. Actually, I, I, was, I remember uh, reading the first Harry Potter book, uh, that I read, I think I read Source. I think it was actually Chamber of Secrets that I read first, and I read it while I was uh, uh, working at an architecture firm at the time, pretty far away from a, uh, having a, a creative a job as a creative, um, uh, as an illustrator or a writer. Uh, but that's when I first um, came to the books. As you mentioned, of course, there are the successful Harry Potter films, and there are the original mm-hmm. Mary Grand Prey covers for the hardcovers that a lot of folks mm-hmm. are familiar with. Uh, to what degree were those existing sort of Harry Potter visuals bouncing around in your mind? Obviously, I, I, couldn't, I couldn't avoid being influenced by all of that. I'm a big fan of the films, especially the Prisoner of Azkaban movie, which I think is one of the greatest films ever made. And I wasn't really trying to deviate from what Mary Grand Prix did so much as I just made sure that I was doing what I was most comfortable doing. I, I guess I was paying tribute to Mary Grand Prix's work through a lot of the work that I was doing. It was actually a conscious decision to try to incorporate some of her stylistic works in her illustrations. When I looked at them, I thought, oh, I really like the way she did did this, where she would make the, the figures flow into each other a little bit more. I, I really liked that, and I tried to incorporate things like that into the into the designs of the final project. But for the most part, I, I just tried to envision the books as I, I saw them when mm-hmm. I read them. And I, I try to stay away from uh, looking at the looking at Mary's work as well as the the films too much. Mm-hmm. Now, each of the the covers depicts uh, sort of a key moment from uh, the books. Uh, how did you go about selecting the moments and scenes that you wanted to to work with? I tried to pick a scene that reflected what I felt of the book. 
for example, the first book I, I felt was an introduction to the world. So I, I wanted to pick a scene that allowed me to uh, depict that pretty clearly and for you to be able to see that it was clearly Harry that was in the scene. The diagonality scene just seemed like the proper fit. I mean, it, it, it seemed like a natural entryway into the world of magic. Uh, with the Chamber of Secrets, that was actually really difficult. I had uh, worked on a, on a different composition um, for weeks before I, I came to painting the burrow. And the reason why I ended up with that uh, particular image was that I, when I thought of the Chamber of Secrets, I thought of it like it was a cup of tea. Hmm. I, I, I thought of it like it was a time spent with your friends before the storm would hit. It was the coziest book, even though it had dark elements to it. Something about it felt kind of cozy to me, like mm -hmm. you were revisiting, um, revisiting a place you wanted to be. And so I originally had a very action-packed cover. It was, it was kind of like a swashbuckling fantasy cover, and it just didn't feel right. So at the end of the day, I picked something a little more quiet, and that's why I landed on that scene. As far as the, the Prisoner of Azkaban, I could not see any other cover. <laughs> that actually, that sketch came uh, came to me within minutes. I, I did that in a few minutes, and I just put it in my uh, my my um, series of samples that I was going to send to Scholastic. It was such a rough sketch, I but I just didn't think I needed to um, do more than that tiny rough sketch uh, that I spent maybe three or four minutes on. And I just thought, well, that's the cover. That's got to be it. That's the moment of this book. And I think that was the one that everyone seemed to respond to the most. Um, from the initial set that I sent, the only two that actually survived are uh, books three and four. And so moving on to the Goblet of Fire, I felt that that was um, the thing that I remembered most about it is the, you know, the, the pageantry of, of competition, you know, and of like competitive sports and of, of like that was it, it was like going to high school. In that, in that fourth book, and I, I wanted to depict something to do with that, and so that's why um, you have uh, Harry in the uh, Triwizard uh, Tournament. So, uh, in Order of the Phoenix, um, that one was actually really difficult. I remember that one, um, not the actual final painting, but trying to dis decide what to, to put on the cover um, of number five, um, it was difficult because it was the it was the transition book. I mean, it felt like, you know, being a lot of it is about being an awkward teenager. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Sure. And that's, it's kind of, I feel like this is the book where, I, you know, it was about a lot of friends trying to figure out what their, their identities were. You know, it's going to high school. It is the, it's the rebellious youth phase. And I actually felt that the movie did a really good job of encapsulating that. But I didn't, I didn't actually uh, put anything from the movie in this, on this cover. In the end, I, I ended up actually paying tribute to something that I did uh, a number of years ago. It, was actually, um, it actually is kind of a tribute to the flight covers in a way. Mm. It was the flight covers that actually got me this job. And, and so I just sort of, I just did a flight cover. I mean, really, <laughs> end, that's what it was. And it felt natural. It just felt like, okay, well, you know, there's a scene with the Thestrals which just feels like a flight, like a, a flight story. Um, it is what I kind of naturally do. So it, that one came together naturally, and that sketch was a few minutes as well. And everyone seemed to to really like it. So it, it meant a lot to me because it felt like if you actually look at the final cover of Flight, uh, the Flight series, number eight, mm -hmm. you'll see the courier, the bird rider, flying off into the sunset, you know, and and away. Mm -hmm. In this, we have we have the characters flying towards you and to you, 
you know, and so in, in some ways, like the, the vision of the original flight covers or the idea of the imagination and all that stuff, actually, I was able to make it feel like I, I was bringing it back. <laughs> hmm. Bring back the magic. I think that's how it felt like. Okay. Uh, felt like as a creator, um, but it also I thought did a good job of showing um, an adventure amongst friends. And I thought that was actually one of the most important things about this book is the you had to see the friends together. Like you had to see the group together. Well, one thing I noticed uh, in looking at all of the covers together, um, especially compared to the originals, is that Harry himself feels almost a little less prominent, uh, but yet the setting and the atmosphere uh, of the books are so dramatically and grandly portrayed. Was that something intentional to sort of give the the world, the larger world, uh, a lot of prominence? Sort of. I always felt like Harry, Harry was us. The idea of Harry in our minds is very, very iconic, but... What it is about his characters is that that is most appealing is that I think we all feel like Harry, and so rather than defining Harry on the covers, I, I, I felt that it was more important to show a defining moment for a character's journey, if you know what I mean, rather than defining that character because I feel that character is all of us. And now, uh, what sort of uh, media we're using, and how long did the the covers sort of take to uh, to come together? Um, the media uh, was all di- it was all entirely done digitally, and the length of time, I would say, on average, each of the covers took a little over two weeks. Mm-hmm. Did you end up putting them together in, in order? Did you just move straight through the uh, the series? I did, except I went back on Chamber of Secrets and I had to redraft it. Mm-hmm. So I did move through it in sequence, but um, you know, uh, with Chamber of Secrets, both David Saylor and I decided we would just set it aside because it wasn't working. And then I came back to it um, after I think I was done with uh, Prisoner. No, no, actually, I started working on Prisoner of Azkaban, and then I came back and finished out number two. So the uh, the design of the box set also looks uh, pretty neat. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I actually... Um, okay, so I felt like the the front covers of each of these books was a window into the world of Harry Potter and the idea of it was to introduce the books to people. Like, I want you to pick up the book and, and, and not know, you don't have to know anything about the book, and it would seem really, really interesting. It, there were very few places where I actually went in and did what I would almost consider fan service, if you know what I mean. Like, it wasn't mm-hmm. just a tribute that I, I felt that the fans would really enjoy, where I didn't like jam pack it with a lot of characters and things like that. And so when I came to do the final uh, box art, I just thought, well, this. This whole set is like a gift. It's like a gift to the fans and to the to the new readers. And so I, I'd like to make the 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 box itself feel like a gift wrap, you know. And and I thought, well, what's the best way to 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 give our fans a a gift? And I thought, well, I'll just try to depict as many characters as I can. It <laughs> <laughs> um, my it was my last hurrah, you know, to like be able to show them. Oh, here's this is what um, Snape might look like. You know, mm-hmm. according to the text, you know, um, with facial hair and everything, and this is uh, and and here is um, you know Sirius here, and you know, and all the different, all the different people that you see in the backgrounds, yeah. And so I just thought, well, this is the the gift wrap, so I'm going to make it feel like gift wrap, mm-hmm. and that's, that's basically what I ended up with. Now, out of curiosity, did you uh, get any feedback on the covers from uh, J.K. Rowling along the way? Uh, well, no. Uh, her feedback was uh, looks great. <laughs> uh, I think she was just happy that it was being it was being done, and almost all the editorial feedback I was getting was from uh, in house at Scholastic. Mm-hmm. 
the covers themselves have been uh, revealed gradually throughout the summer and are now uh, finally all out. Uh, what, what's that process been like for you? And have you been hearing from, uh, from kids uh, along the way? Well, I sure am glad that Scholastic didn't tell me they were going to roll them out like this. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would have been too much pressure, each of the, uh, the compositions. Um, and I'm not sure if they even had a plan to, to roll them out so slowly until they saw the actual covers. So um, I'm, I'm happy that people think that they're strong enough on their own to be uh, individual presentations. Uh, as far as the, the fan reactions from the kids and um, uh, from the people I've talked to, I've, I've almost only heard positive things. Um, you know, there are people who don't want covers changed, of course. You know, I, I was actually one of them. <laughs> <laughs> They they brought a skeptic to do, to come in to uh, to try to convince the uh, people like me to you know to turn around on them. But yeah, no, I've only had uh, positive interactions with people. Everyone's been so happy. I think everyone's just happy that Harry Potter is back in in the limelight. People just want to go back to Hogwarts and enjoy that world again. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what else has been uh, keeping you busy at the moment, either with the uh, the Amulet series or other books? It's uh, Amulet Six all the time right now. <laughs> I've pushed everything aside, and we're only working on Amulet at the moment. Uh, that is, uh, that's pretty much it. That and uh, promoting the Harry Potter covers, and also taking taking care of the kids. Yeah, well, I was going to ask. Uh, you, I believe you have two children. Are they yet at the the Harry Potter age, or is that still? One of them is turning turning four soon, and the other uh, is turning one. So, you know, they're they're both they're both too young. Okay, so maybe for another anniversary of Harry Potter, they might be uh, ready to uh, take yeah, a look books. Yeah, to understand Amulet. Like, you know, he's able to understand what's going on in the picture. He's, he actually likes looking at the pictures now. But yeah, it'll, it'll take a little while. And then, you know, they'll see, uh, they'll see the books um, probably about five, six years from now. Sounds good. Well, uh, congratulations again on this uh, great new series of covers. And uh, best of luck with your next uh, projects. Oh, thanks. Uh, Once again, I've been speaking with Kazu Kibuishi, who has illustrated the covers of new paperback editions of the Harry Potter books, which will be available from Scholastic in August. Thank you for listening to PW KidsCast. 